Visit licentureexams.com and try our samples completely free of charge. So, Linton. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about Adlerian therapy, something that you might run into on your examination. So you've got to know about it. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about it. All right. Well, Adlerian therapy, also called individual psychology, is an approach that was developed by Alfred Adler in the early 1900s. It focuses on understanding an individual's subjective experiences, their social context, okay, and the motivational factors that influence their behavior. So Adler emphasized the importance of social connectedness, personal growth, and a sense of belonging. Hmm. That sounds similar to other theories. So so what theories might I get Adlerian mixed up with on the exam? And how can I actually differentiate between them, Stacy? Okay, gotcha. Well, probably a, a example that pops to mind right off the bat is psychodynamic therapy. Mm -hmm. So both Adlerian therapy and psychodynamic, at some point in the therapy process, you're going to be exploring childhood memories, early right. recollections, stuff that happened, you know, before age six. Uh-huh. And so there, there is that exploration of the past that the two share in common. Right. But they're a bit different because, you know, Adler broke away from Freud. Did mm -hmm. he work with Freud? He did. Yeah, he uh. worked with Freud. And then uh. Freud kind of stayed really orthodox. You know, he stayed really hardcore to his original theories. Right. Um, it wasn't really open to things evolving. But Adler, you know, he really, he looked at individuals as as a whole and saw them in the social environment, which was really important concept for him. And mm -hmm. Freud just, you know, thought that was bonkers. So Adler kind of branched off and did his own thing. So that's one that you need to be aware of when you take mm -hmm. the exam that might have some similar things, basically with early recollections. Mm -hmm. okay. Exactly. All right. And then what about some key principles or concepts that our test takers would need to know about when it comes to Adlerian therapy. Okay. Once again, like you said, that he looked at it in terms of a more social context. Mm -hmm. He had a holistic view of the individual that Freud didn't have. So Adlerian therapy views individuals as holistic beings. You need to consider the physical, psychological, social and spiritual dimensions of that individual when you're doing therapy. Okay. Can you give me maybe a few examples or elaborate on how you would do that? Yeah, sure. Once again, like I said, Adlerian therapy looks at human beings as complex and multidimensional. Their well-being is influenced by different dimensions that we mentioned before, the physical, psychological, social, and, and spiritual aspects. What do I mean by physical dimension? Obviously, physical health. And that includes things such as nutrition, exercise, and sleep. Mm -hmm. An example of that would be in a narrative or a case study, you need to see if they're maintaining a balanced diet, they're engaging in regular physical activity, and getting enough rest. Those are some things that Adlerian would be concerned about. Their physical appearance, how they perceive their own body, and how attached they are to their body and what they do in terms of its well-being. Conversely, chronic illnesses. How do they cope and manage chronic conditions like diabetes or heart disease and substance use? 
issues related to substance abuse or addictions fall under that category of physical dimension that an Adlerian would want to explore. Mm -hmm. The psychological dimension, emotional well-being, how they manage and they understand their emotions, such as anger, sadness, happy, and anxiety. Mental health, what do they do to cope with stress, depression, anxiety disorders, cognitive functioning, Can they think? Can they reason? Can they do problem solving? Can they make decisions? And another area of the psychological dimension is their self-esteem. Can you tell me what that is, Stacey? How you feel about your self, your abilities. Self-worth, playing Mm -hmm. a significant role, and how that works in basically the whole psychological dimension. Mm -hmm. Third area is social dimensions, relationships. That's really important. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the more important ones, don't you think, Stacey? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Adler was really after, you know, how do you relate to others? How do you belong? How do you contribute back to society? Caring about other people, you know. Uh-huh. So definitely look at the relationships in terms of families, friends, or partners that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, social support. Do they have a network of people that can help them out? Mm-hmm. Community involvement was another thing because Freud wasn't really into that at all. But mm-hmm. how do they participate in social groups, volunteer work? How do they engage with the community? Mm-hmm. I hear you're doing a lot of that up there. Ah, yes. That's one of the great things about living in a small town up in the Midwest. Um, a lot of opportunities for being involved in in the community where you really get to know your neighbors. You know, it's not like everyone just kind of pulls into their garage and closes up shop and like here (laughs) exactly exactly i remember that being pretty typical in orlando but yeah we've you know there's all kinds of groups you know even small small groups to be a part of weeding plants you know weeding gardens around town you know being part of a the little historical society stuff like that that's neat and and Mm -hmm. probably the last thing about the social dimension it was really important is this communication skills the ability to effectively communicate which means being able to talk. No, it means being able to listen and to empathize with others. Mm -hmm. The fourth area that Adlerians stress is the spiritual dimension. Mm -hmm. What is their belief system? This can encompass religious beliefs or a broader sense of spirituality, which generally results in a sense of purpose, meaning, or connection to something greater than themselves. Mm-hmm. That, it seems like that would relate to who was it? It wasn't Maslow, the, the hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the hierarchy of needs, you're right. That was Maslow. Um, yeah. Another one that comes to mind is Viktor Frankl. So he was doing stuff with, you know, logotherapy and existential therapy, where mm-hmm. it's really this search for meaning, this search for what is your purpose, you know, as a human. And right. actually in that way, that Adlerian therapy is similar to existential therapy in that respect. Yeah. Where there I is can that. see it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, another one was mindfulness and meditations. Uh, what do you do to practice and promote self-awareness, inner peace, and a sense of transcendence? Mm-hmm. Values and ethics, personal values, ethics, principles, and moral beliefs. Mm-hmm. And of course, the last one is sense of purpose, feeling a sense of direction and fulfillment in life. And many times that is tied to one's spiritual or existential beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was a 
That's great, Lintonette. There's a really good comprehensive, you know, outline yeah. of what holistic really means, the, the full person. All right. So then we've got another concept in Adlerian therapy, which we've kind of touched on, but we'll go into a little bit more is social interest. Okay. Right. So we know Adler was really big on the individual in the social environment. So social interest refers to an individual's attitude toward and their awareness of being part of the human community. Mm -hmm. And basically your mental health, if we're talking about counseling here, right. mental health is measured by the degree to which the person successfully shares with others and is concerned with the welfare of others. Hmm. Well, you know, something that comes to mind is what about if the person is an introvert? How does that work? Ah, uh, yes. Well, I can speak to this one personally because I'm, you know, I think about being socially involved and it kind of seems overwhelming because it's sort of draining being around a lot of people. But there are ways to, you know, be mindful of and take part in, you know, in a community that are kind of in line with your personality. And so if you're introverted, it's more about the quality over the quantity of your social connections. So the mm -hmm. ways that you're involved are still going to be, you know, ways that you're comfortable with doing, but are making a difference. So you might do something like a more solitary activity that contributes to the community. Maybe you're involved in a community garden, you're making or, you know, creating artwork, you're writing something like that. You're volunteering for a cause that you care about. Maybe you're working behind the scenes more of more than taking like a direct active, you know, leadership role. So those are a few things that spring to mind. Even other things like, you know, talking more one-on-one -on -one with people versus in a large group setting. Right. Okay. So it doesn't have to be a person-to-person -person kind of thing. As long as there's some in social interest, that's mm -hmm. a really important aspect that Adlerians throw into the mix in terms of determining what's going on and how to modify whatever dysfunction that is occurring. Mm -hmm. So there were two other basic concept mm -hmm. that Adlerians use. One is inferiority complex, and the other one is superiority complex. Right, Stacey? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've got inferiority and superiority as feelings themselves. Adler viewed as perfectly normal, healthy. You know, you at times you feel inadequate or you feel like you know, you're lacking confidence, but they're more of a temporary kind of a feeling. Conversely, with superiority feelings, you might feel, you know, really confident, or maybe you have an idea that you think is better than somebody else's, you know, something like that. But they turn into complexes when they're more severe and persistent over a, a longer period of time. So while inferiority complex is not inherently bad, is what you're mm -hmm. saying, that it's okay to have those feelings from time to time, especially in situations when you're doing something that you haven't done before, or you mm -hmm. have less experience, or you're not as skilled. Mm -hmm. But when it becomes a persistent and overwhelming concept, mm -hmm. It can have negative consequences on the person's mental and emotional well-being, depending, once again, like what you said, with the intensity and duration of those feelings of inferiority. Mm -hmm. And if those do happen on a long-term basis, mm -hmm. the result is that it affects low self-esteem, negative self-image, it impacts your mental health, and it many times results in relational difficulties. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. What about the superiority complex? Similar? So superiority would be kind of the other end of the of the spectrum where while it's normal to be striving for, you know, mastery over something or have a certain degree of, of competence, you can become overly confident 
So this is sort of the egomaniacal kind of idea, right? Is that you're like, I'm the best. There's no one better. You seem like really arrogant. You're bragging about yourself a lot. You're quick to argue with people because you're the one who's always right about stuff. Um, so that's when you're looking at more of a superiority complex when it's gone beyond just the feeling confident, feeling, you know, good about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, this is more of like a reach. It's crossed the threshold. Right. So it's sort of like pinky. What are we doing tonight? What's that reference to Linton? I thought you would know that, you know, being of that generation. Oh, and which generation is that? <laughs> Do you know how old I am, Linton? <laughs> We're going to try to take over the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds superiority complex to me. Okay. Well, when it does come in handy mm -hmm. is when it can be a motivator for you to become an expert in the field or some kind of achievement. Mm -hmm. If you're in a leadership role, it's important. Public mm -hmm. speaking and performance, negotiating and persuasion. And also, if you are in your own business or you're working with innovation, it's important to be able to think outside of the box. Mm -hmm. So those are the basic concepts. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's say that you have a client in with you and you are an Adlerian therapist what would you focus on with the client to begin with? So one thing that Alarians really focus on is the individual's subjective perception. Mm -hmm. So this is their belief that individuals create their own unique subjective perception of reality. So the right. way I see and interact in the world is very different than the way that you see and interact in the world. So That's for sure. <laughs> yes, it is. So, and this is why it's so important to, you know, get into the, the shoes of your client and really see how they're looking at things. So what are their beliefs? What are their values? How are they interpreting things? Right. And you as the therapist are going to be working with them to examine and challenge any distorted perceptions or, you know, I guess what Adler called basic mistakes in the, uh, in the client's logic. Is so, that like CBT? A little bit, actually. Yeah, that's where, it is. That, yeah. yeah, that's where Adlerian and CBT kind of have a little crossover is that you are looking at the way the client is thinking about mm -hmm. uh, certain events or, you know, they've they've created kind of these unhelpful thoughts that are influencing their behavior and in, into adulthood. And a lot of that is is based off of things that happened when they were children. Or you know, children. It's, so it's exactly. basically self-defeating perceptions and attitudes mm -hmm. based on childhood that are brought into their adult living. Mm -hmm, exactly. So Adlerians are going to be looking at, as part of the assessment process, they're going to be looking at family dynamics. They're also going to be asking questions about birth order, which is an important concept for Adlerian therapy. That That's so. a really major one where they, you know, birth order, the firstborn, the middle child, the youngest child, and the only child. You know, you may have questions about that and you need to know mm -hmm. what types of behaviors, responsibilities or lack of responsibilities each one of those groups of children mm -hmm. have and how that may be influencing their current behaviors. Exactly. It's always puzzled me as a, as an only child, I see families, you know, that have siblings and how, you know, say there's four siblings, how four siblings grew up in the same house together. Same parents, same, uh -huh. relatively same resources, but they all turn out completely differently. And Adler has a really interesting theory about that with, with birth order. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, only children, you know, they basically <laughs> display a combination of all the characteristics of all the birth orders. <laughs> oh, be careful, Lynch. And you might give me a superiority complex about that. <laughs> a lot of times they're independent, self-reliant, and they're always comfortable with adult interactions. Why would that be? Well, from my own experience, I spent a lot of time around adults, you know, exactly, my parents, friends, exactly. exactly. Or by myself, you know, kind of like imaginary, you know, games uh-huh. and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. You had imaginary friends, didn't you? Well, I, not in the same way I think as other people describe imaginary friends. Oh, okay. It was sort of like I was adopting the role of the different imaginary friends. Oh, that's even so, more interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> A topic for another, really? <laughs> another episode. Yeah. Now, the only child also experiences pressure from guess who? Yes, the parent. To excel oh, yes. and to mm-hmm. seek perfection as well. Mm-hmm. Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with seeking <laughs> perfection, right, Stacy? <laughs> well, just knowing that it's unattainable, I think you got to get there and realize that, you know, if that's what you're looking for in life, you're you're doomed. So I look at it as more improvement over perfection i've landed uh, that, there over the years mm-hmm. that's what we call a reframe Stacey. <laughs> thank you thank you very much so again adlerians look at early childhood experiences mm-hmm. the subjective perception of the individual mm-hmm. basic mistakes that we touched on earlier mm-hmm. and also encouragement mm-hmm. so yes, encouragement. from an adlerian viewpoint encouragement is the most powerful method available to foster self-confidence, and ignite courage for an individual. Mm -hmm. So clients are empowered to acknowledge their ability to make choices and to take different actions. So that's something that is really important to an Adlerian therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They'd probably argue that it's the most important. I don't know that you call it a technique exactly, but it's, it's more of a way of being an attitude the therapist has with the client. Because a lot of clients way an Adlerian would look at it is that they've been discouraged, you know, in their life. And that's kind of creating this multitude of issues. Um, And so an Adlerian, the the most profound thing that they can do with somebody is to offer encouragement. Okay, Stacey, let's go ahead and sum everything up. All right. So we have the key concepts in Adlerian therapy, which include a holistic view of the individual. Right. Social interests of the individual. Mm-hmm. We have inferiority and superiority complexes. And then another grouping, which is early childhood experiences, subjective perception, basic mistakes, and encouragement. So those are the key concepts that you need to take into consideration when you're looking at a case study or narrative. And also when you're answering a question that deals specifically with Adlerian therapy. And as we always say, it's in there. It's in there.